Welcome to uh, the first uh, episode in the Flourishing podcast series and we're going to attempt in um, just a few minutes um, to really grapple with uh, the idea of, you know, what is resilience and what do we need to do to be resilient? Now, one of those, you know, quite nebulous terms. Um, I'm very often contacted by organisations who, who, who ring me up or email me and say, we want to be resilient in our organisation, make us resilient. And you think, well, okay, we can work on that. So what exactly would the organisation like? What exactly would the managers like? What exactly would the, the workforce like in terms of resilience? What does that look like to you? And very often people just don't know. You know, they just think it's a good thing to be. It's a good thing to be resilient. But they really don't, they have not really unpicked it and decided what it means for them and how it will benefit them. Um, so we're going to just start to look at, you know, what what resilience um, really means and how we can start. This is the first of, of two podcasts on this topic. You know, how we can start to to build our resilience. Um, and I think the first thing I'd say is I I used to have this view. I'm of the I'm of the uh, ready break generation. So I used to think of resilience as having a, a ready break glow around you that um, the slings and arrows of life just couldn't 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 penetrate, couldn't get through to you, and you were sort of in, you were impervious. You know, I you can't get to me. I'm fine. I'm not listening. Almost like having your fingers constantly in your ears and your hands over your eyes. You know, blah blah blah. Um, and I've realised that it's not that at all. It's it's about you know, it's about living life. It's about experiencing life. It's about having the ups and downs. And it's about it's about coping. It's about coping, and it's about bouncing back um, in adversity. So um, let's look at one, two, three, four, five things, I think, today, and then we'll, we'll continue with the second podcast. So I think one of the things that, that we all need in order to be resilient, which is about being able to cope, you know, being able to deal with adversity, to thrive when things are good to pick ourselves back up when things aren't so good to make the adjustments that we that we need to make um, to be able to learn from rather than you know being floored by experience the first thing that I think we need is we need to be aware that we have we have four um, internal resources that always need to be to be to be kept topped up that we need to be doing something in four different domains um, in our lives in order to be balanced, in order to be well. And those four domains are the physical domain, the mental domain, the emotional domain, and also the spiritual domain. Now, spiritual, let's talk, let's start with that one because that's the one that sort of scares people a lot. People often think it means you must have a religious belief or you must have some transcendental, you know, a sense of, of life or you must be going around um, making om noises or something. Now, it's what, what that means simply is that there is something in your life where you feel part of something bigger than, than yourself. Um, that might mean possibly singing in a choir, 
you know i am i am part of this great noise that is created by by the group it might be that you have a sense of history and you're helping to preserve history um, it might be that you spend a lot of time in nature and you're 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 very aware of the changing seasons um, and you feel quite you feel quite well supported by uh, by how seasons always change and they continue and they're always there and there's, there's a constant within your life so having a sense of something bigger than yourself um, that you actively encourage and nurture within your life is, is important um, Developing your mental resources, that's a fairly obvious thing. So, you know, keeping mentally sharp. We all know, don't we, that with elderly people, um, they stay much more uh, mentally sharp if they, they keep thinking, they keep they keep reading, they keep talking, um, they keep their, their mental acuity um, as, as, as vibrant, as, as sharp as they can. So... Always being in, in, uh, involved in, in mental activity, physical goes without saying. So um, you know we all need to be doing something physical in our lives. Interestingly, we do not sleep well unless at the end of the day we have a certain amount of physical and mental tiredness. Our, our brains and bodies are looking for both for us to sleep well. So spiritual, mental, physical, and and emotional. So things that um, enable us to express emotions, things that that uh, feed our emotional life, that make our spirits soar, make us happy, make us joyful, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So it's always it's always helpful, I think, to, to to look at what you do in your life and what you could do in your life, and think, you know, am I getting something? Am I am I serving each of those um, four domains? Am I doing something? For my spiritual self, for my mental self, my physical self, and for my emotional self, pretty much most days, you know, um, we should we should certainly be tapping into each of those at least a couple of times um, a week. So there's there's the resources. That's the first point. Um, the second point is, you know, it seems like it's a very tiny thing, but it affects really all aspects of our lives, and that's that. Most people breathe in a way that is very ineffective. Um, having good breathing, breathing that is slow enough, breathing that is, is really focusing on balancing the autonomic nervous system, so the sympathetic and the parasympathetic. Um, breathing a bit slower, not shallow breathing, not hyperventilating, is terribly important for our heart rate variability. Now, heart rate variability, um, you know, it simply means that our heart rate should slightly be getting faster or slower at any given point, according to what we need. So if we need to think, we need to act, we need to be mentally sharp, our heart rate goes slightly, slightly up. If we want to relax and we want to be calm, our heart rate dips slightly. And we need that, 
we need that ability for our heart rate to change slightly. Um, meaning that, you know, we are able to respond effectively to what's happening within our lives. We need to be able to relax when it's time to relax. We want to let go and we need to find the energy and the resolve and the clarity and the, the impetus um, when that's appropriate. So all sorts of useful breathing patterns, but let, let's just let's just start with that one. So the, you know, the optimum way we should practice breathing if we're currently breathing very very short shallow breaths then maybe start to extend to a four second in in breath and a five second out breath if you're already breathing possibly three seconds in three seconds out maybe three four even then you can extend to five five but it really i mean it sounds sounds you know almost trite thing to say but a very very useful thing is to practice effective breathing and do it two or three times a day for a couple of minutes so breathing in for four seconds out for five seconds or if you're already breathing slightly longer breaths in for five and out for five improves heart rate variability balances the autonomic nervous system um, and just doing it you know just doing a, a, a two minute breathing practice three times a day um, starts to encourage our brain and our body to want to go to that kind of breathing pattern automatically because it knows that it's doing us good. So think about, you know, we need to be able to respond. To be, to be resilient is to be able to respond effectively in the moment. Think of Rafa Nadal uh, receiving serve. You know, he's there, he's sort of twitching a bit on the spot he can move backwards forwards sideways or he can just stand still and realize that the ball coming past him is a wonderful ace congratulations opponent there's no point moving it's gone past me and that's what we need to be able to do we need to be able to respond very very quickly and appropriately when it's relevant to do that and we need to be able just to let things go improving our breathing very much um, helps helps us to be able to do that okay that's point two point three is uh is a really interesting thing which is that we actually have much more control than we often think that we have over our our uh, emotional state so various aspects of psychology will tell us that we can only change our our feeling um, through thinking or through acting, we can actually change our emotional state. And a little exercise we can do, we can put ourselves into a very, very happy, positive, energetic memory. We can bring that memory to life. And then we can turn our attention, you know, fairly immediately afterwards to an intractable problem or a hurdle or a difficulty. And being in a more positive emotional state immediately makes the problem smaller and makes us feel more resourceful and sometimes just, you know, puts everything in, into proportion. Well, actually, does this really matter? Or, well, okay, it matters, but I can, I can, I can deal with it in, in that particular way. So a little exercise people can try is to find a very, very positive um, active energetic moment in time 
ideally somewhere where we're outside in the natural world, a time when, you know, life just felt good. Life was all about being, being, being happy, everything balanced for us. Think about uh, that, that memory. Try and condense it to a moment in time and then go to that memory and imagine what the five senses were doing in that moment. Imagine what you were seeing, what you were hearing, what you were physically feeling, what you were smelling and what you were tasting and really immerse yourself in that memory. Then when we we turn our attention back to a problem or difficulty or challenge, inevitably we will feel uh, more empowered to deal with it. Very, very useful activity. The more we go to this memory, the stronger and the longer the effect lasts. So we can use it, we can go to this memory just as a matter of course to build up the strength or we can go there before before, um, addressing something difficult in our lives. Okay, two more things fairly quickly. Um, One is, you know, the importance of sleep. So we are never going to be resilient if we are not sleeping well. We'll talk about sleep a little bit more next time, but here's just one really useful exercise, which is that we spend, we will always um, spend the first or the first part of our uh, dreaming sleep, trying to work through difficult emotional issues that have come up for us during the day. And, you know, we want to get through that fairly quickly or even not have to do that at all and focus in our dreaming on the uh, the imaginative, the creative, where we want to go in, in lives, um, in our lives. So a, a useful little activity to do is to to be aware at the end of the day, towards the end of the day, not just before bedtime, but to be aware, you know, in the early evening, possibly, what has gone on for me today, which has been difficult? What what has caused difficult thoughts and, and difficult feelings? And in some ways, um, discharge that before we go to bed. So you can do that by speaking to somebody this happened to me today and I was feeling this and I was thinking this and you know it was quite unpleasant I want to put it to one side or we can simply do it as a written exercise when we do that we're saying to the brain I've done that processing you don't need to go to this place uh, in REM sleep helps enormously with our quality of sleep and uh, we'll talk more about sleep next time but a little exercise that some people may like to to uh, to use which can hugely improve the quality of sleep and the very very last thing to talk about today just a little thing for people to have a look at um, when we when we play to our strengths when we become aware of our strengths and we play to our strengths you know we are we are building our, our resilience um, and we are we are exercising self-care. Um, we are 
working in a in a sphere of self-confidence and self-esteem. So really useful thing is to think where are, you know, where are my my strengths and then how can I apply those strengths um, to either overcome difficulties or to or to really go where I want to go um, in, a, in in my life. Now, you know, we, we've all seen questionnaires, we've all gone through psychologies or magazine or cosmopolitan or something and seen some of these these rather trite questionnaires that tell us what we're good at or bad at anything else but there's a very very good questionnaire online it's completely free it's called the via strengths test via is um v-i-a the via strengths test completely free of charge um and it's just worth having a go at that i think because it it's linked to positive psychology it tells people where their top five strengths are um don't worry about things it tells you that are not strengths. Don't focus on the negative. It's whatever the strengths are are good. And then it's quite useful sometimes to think, okay, how can I really capitalize on those strengths? Um, how can I make the most of those strengths to, to gain greater resolve, greater happiness, um, to achieve what I want to do, to help people the way I want to help them? So have a look at the, the VIA strengths test. That also helps to build our resilience that's enough for me i think from today uh we'll do a bit more on on resilience next time um so thanks for listening